Hi, you're listening to the Road to a Billion podcast. I'm your host, Stefan Georgi. Since 2011, I've sold over $700 million worth of products for both clients and my own companies. I've also founded or co-founded eight different businesses that have grossed between seven to nine figures in revenue. Today, I focus a lot of my time on teaching, training, and mentoring the next generation of freelancers and entrepreneurs. And that's why I created The Road to a Billion, a call-in radio show style podcast where I answer people's questions on mindset, business ownership, scaling funnels, copywriting, and more. If you want to submit a question, then check out the show notes to learn how, or visit me at stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe to opt into my email list. And every week, you'll get a link to join the live call-in show. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. Hey guys, in today's episode, you're going to learn how to avoid the struggle that even A-list copywriters face by having this one thing, why no one took over the throne in the relationship niche when Chris left the industry for a few years, why it's important to know how to analyze the funnel and troubleshoot when it's not converting. Enjoy. I don't actually have a question for you, but one interesting thing, I think people should know that, you know, with your new, um, the, the weight loss offer you recently did oh, yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, you know, you were, um, you, you had asked me to like take a look at it and some other people to take a look at it. And mm-hmm. then you like shot me like a you know message after it was launched and you're like, you know, it's not making sales. Am I like a, should I just retire? Like, am I a fraud? And I thought it was so amazing because like, I feel the same way if I launch something that doesn't do well either. And so I want everyone who watches this and looks at us and says, wow, these guys are really good copywriters. And I think we, we are good copywriters, but we still have the, yeah. the, the, the demons, the insecurity never, never leaves. Right. And I think, and I think it's incredibly funny. important to be public about that personally. Yeah. Right. Cause you know how it is. Like even when I was making millions, cause I don't, I don't, I haven't made millions of dollars a year for several years because I've been uh, dealing with really intense shit and coming back. And my, luckily my ego is not attached to that anymore the way it used to be. But I always got so fucking annoyed in our business. Cause it's all like, we're crushing it at all fucking times. Right. It's like you launch something. And it's always funny. People are talking about crushing it and you're promoting their shit, and you're yeah. like, this is 20 cents a click, motherfucker. This isn't <laughs> crushing it. The worst part is when people, in the past, in the relationship advice space, people would be getting 20 cents a click, and they're bragging, and they're like, that's really good for us. I'm like, whew, okay, that's, uh, that's great. Yeah, but that, that particular offer, um, I worked really hard on it. Of course, it took way longer to get out the doors than we wanted it to. We tested it, and we got zeros. So we got like 1,000 clicks, and our first 1,000 clicks, we got zero sales. And I went spiraling as you do, because that's what we do as writers. We spiral. And eventually we figured out that it was a problem on the cart page. Cause I started digging into the data. I'm like, why are we getting 5% cart conversion? Why are we getting 5% cart conversion? Um, Cause we usually get 15 to 20 is kind of our normal thing. And we eventually figured that out. So now the cart is converting at like 30% now instead of five, but we're only getting like 1% conversion on the thing. And we think it's because of the lead. Um, we'll talk about this. People are asking how I come up with those opening lines. Well, this is a case where the opening line isn't hitting the way it needs to because we're watching the Wistia data and it's like people are dropping off too quickly. So the next thing we're going to be testing is uh, rewriting that lead. My wife's going to help me with that because she's awesome. I'm a great copywriter too. That is awesome. Yeah. And, but, but mm-hmm. I love you sharing that. And I know some people are already saying that they appreciate that. And, um, but I agree, man. I mean, yeah, I just had mm-hmm. feedback from a client for something I did that I thought was really good. And mm-hmm. kind of same thing as you, it's in the male space. It's not like a, um, it's, it's like, it's like not even testosterone. He was actually really didn't want to do that. But it's like energy and vitality. It's like a mitochondrial support supplement okay. that helps you have like energy. Sure. 
and all that. And it's like a really great product. And I think a lot of the copy is good. Uh, but you know, it's converting at about 1%, which is again, like, okay. Right. But it's like not enough to hit out of the park. And, um, yeah. he you can't scale and, that. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly. And he, he mm-hmm. emailed me and shared, like, I think, you know, he's like, I honestly feel like part of it's a story. Cause I went for a story about a kind of older guy dating the young, younger woman. And the younger woman basically said that, you know, like I like older men, but you're like more like, a, or like I have daddy issues, but you remind me more of my grandpa or something like that, which I thought was like Ooh. a really good line. Um, I thought it's could not I bad. Be like, it's not bad, but, the but way I would go with it. I missed okay, it. Ahead. So yeah, well, just the point, the point being though, yeah, it's like, I think, and, and, you know, and he pointed this out to me, he's like, yeah, I think a lot of the guys in my market, they don't want to date a younger woman. They're like, that could be a lot of work. That's like not for me, my phase. They have like wives, they have relationships, all this kind of stuff. And it was like, oh shit. Yeah. Those are all really good points. So I didn't like, you know, I, I the way I thought about it was, okay, I can, I can do a different lead, a different angle. Cause I got this sort of from a forum like I do. Right. And I shared that story, but yep. There's yeah. plenty of other stories, but, it, but I think the important thing too is to, we all have those moments of like, oh God, I suck. But it's like, then when you come back to reality, you're like, no, I don't suck. I just need to tweak it. Like I missed, I missed yeah. the mark on it and I can, that's an opportunity now. And, and that's one of the most important things I think. But that used to be impossible for me, right? Yeah. So here's the issue that I ran into because uh, just because the way my brain works, because I'm, I'm a little bit crazy. You know, back in the day when I was hitting it really hard, literally every fucking thing I did for like three or four years, every single one first draft killed it every yeah. single one i think i think there was one that didn't for whatever reason it wasn't really but whatever every single one and that was the worst fucking thing that ever could have happened to me because i didn't learn how to work it right i was like i was like oh well you know like i would just write a letter i put it out i'd go to the beach or something and all of a sudden millions of dollars would show up and then when that started not happening because marketing got harder like marketing got harder over the last 10 years i couldn't just put something out and have affiliates come flooding in um, especially because I was in the middle of my, my mental stuff. I didn't know how to handle it. I had a couple offers I did that didn't go right away. And I look at them now and I say, a couple of weeks of work, they would have been crushing it. They would have been great. But I just couldn't do it at that point because my ego was so attached. As, just really one, one, one really quick thing. I think what you did wrong in that letter is making it about the younger woman thing instead of making it about competition with younger guys. Yeah, right? love that. Because mm-hmm. that's where it is. I, I did an offer, I did a consult with Mike Westerdahl years ago. And it was a testosterone thing. And the hook I gave him was, you're half the man your father was, Ugh. right? And the guy, so you're half the man your father was. And it was about the greatest generation. And it was about how those were fucking men, right? They went to yeah. war. They fought. They were stoic. They were protectors. And what the fuck are you now, right? And that's, that's right. where we went from there. But I, I really feel like, because I'm 43, I'm not the youngest guy anymore. Um, but that, that I, and even when I saw you coming up, right? Like you're this younger guy coming up doing great. There is that part of me that's like, what the bullshit is this and that's 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 what everybody feels even the yeah. nicest people in the world are going to feel that as you're an aging male and you're losing your vitality and using your vigor this way so that's what you did wrong you multi-millionaire you yeah. <laughs> i know no that's yeah. that is actually a great insight i'm like okay i'm just gonna casually write that down uh, as we're talking but you're you're totally right um yeah and that's why too i didn't bounce that that one off really anybody and, and to the point of like when you were writing yours and reaching out and and I tend to do that too. I think another thing for people who watch this to know is I will reach out to people and have asked for their opinions on copy that yep. I'm writing. And I know you do the I same thing and that never changes. I mean, part of the reason copy accelerator is valuable, not to like the full version, which is, which is full is full is a waiting list. So I'm not trying to plug it on this call, but um, mm-hmm. one of the values of that is like that feedback. Right. And even on the light version, there's a group for the light members where they can give feedback and peer review. But that is like, it's so easy to feel like you're on an Island as a copywriter when you write stuff and you have no idea if it's good or not, or you're like, mm-hmm. I think it's good. Um, and then the stuff you think is good doesn't go as well as you thought. And the stuff that you think isn't that great, like crushes it. And you're like, 
sitting there. Yeah. Like what is happening? Um, but, but yeah, just having that support network is super important. One quick thing on that though, is like, cause you're at the earth level now where it's the same thing. Nobody wants to tell you your shit sucks anymore. Right. Mm, yeah. Like, like you get to a level where you have a big name and it's like, Oh, it's a Stephen George. I letter. It must be great. Which is why I call people like you, or I call people like Carlton or like other guys who I know yeah. who are really fucking good and have been on that ride or are willing to say, yeah, well this part sucks. Okay. It's like, it's all right. It doesn't mean you suck. It just means this part sucks and you can fix it. Yeah. That's a really good point actually. And, and, I think about that too, because even with, with the feedback we give in Copy Accelerator, and I try to still be really honest and, and raw about it, and Justin's really good about that, because Justin is not super cognizant of people's feelings, um, you know. So uh, it's true. Yeah. He'll be like, he's like, this part's really bad, change it. And you're like, oh shit. But it's actually like, thank God he does that, right? Because otherwise, if he's just like super, uh, you know, like a rah-rah cheerleader the whole time, um, yeah. Yeah, Sam Novak said it's super helpful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, so Chris, I mean, you have like the... Um, you have your offer on, on ClickBank. Um, I'm blanking on the name right now. The relationship one. Make them worship you. Yeah, yeah make them worship you. I, I heard that uh, I, was at, I was at the Titans Mastermind last week, the, uh, yeah. the virtual one, which was great because I could sit in my basement and play Divinity Original Sin 2 while we're going to a mastermind, which was awesome. Instead of playing Mario on my, on my uh, Nintendo while I'm actually at the thing. Yeah, I heard you picked that letter apart. on, on In a good way. In a good way. Yeah, it no, was totally. All, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Emily, Emily texted me and said, hey, if your ears are burning, here's why. Well, no, that's so sweet. That's, that's a, such a nice thing. Yeah. It's a really good one. But yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That one we're mostly running cold traffic to, um, you know, back in the day with uh, language desire and a bunch of other ones, we just did almost pure affiliate traffic and we just had affiliates come running and, and made a lot of money on it. And then when we tried putting out this one, we just couldn't get the affiliates the same way. I think it's partly just because the affiliate base for the relationship advice niche isn't what it used to be. Right. Um, I think it is, this sounds egotistical and maybe it is, but I do think that part of it is that when I went away for a while, there was really nobody pushing that niche the same way that I had been for so long because I was putting out offers all the time and I was really, um, I had the people that I had kind of convinced to follow me in all these ways and then I disappeared and I think that kind of caused things to go down as well. So that might just be me, me thinking I'm more important than I actually am. No, it's interesting. We've actually talked about this before in a conversation too though, how like when you left like in the relationship, like no one really came and took your place and that's surprising, yeah. right? Like with like mm -hmm. the weight loss stuff in ClickBank right now and like research is at the top and then there's proven and left yep. there's these offers. And now every offer owner, business owner I know who does stuff in health is trying to create their new like way. It's like everyone's trying to pile yeah. into it, right? And totally, um, yeah. but like it didn't really happen with the relationship stuff as much. And I, I, why yeah. do you think that is? I am curious why nobody uh, tried to well, when I Well, when I entered that niche, the reason that I was able to go from zero to 100 in that niche, besides... Um, having a PR agent come up to me after I spoke at Jeff Walker's event and say, I want to put you on television, which was like, uh, for what? They're like, well, you're so charming, whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. I can be charming on stage. <laughs> sure. Um, was that I came from uh, hardcore make money online, right? Like mm -hmm. the offers that I wrote earlier in my career were, I mean, I did the language learning one for Dan Reitman actually, which made a fuck ton of money. Um, I did uh, some the power for home one for Chris Fox, which made me a lot of money and he made a lot more money than I did on that and a bunch of others. But largely I was doing real estate investing stuff and I was doing IM stuff and I did some health stuff, though I've never had passion for the health stuff that was same way right. I do these other But I came into the relationship niche and I was like, why the fuck is everyone just copying Evan Pagan? Right, because everyone was just copying Evan Pagan. It was all Craig Clemens' very early structure. I mean, Craig's fantastic. I would never take yeah. anything away from him. But this was much earlier in his career, and everybody was just doing the exact same formula letter. It wasn't video at all. And I came in from IM where things were much more cutting edge, and all of a sudden I was getting, you know, Mark Ling told me 
email text and romance back and he was getting several dollars a click when he was used to getting 50 60 cents mm. right and so I was able to just kind of blow things up at that point. And I think part of the issue was like Jordan Hall, who's a good friend of mine, he's been doing very, very well in that niche for ages, though it's largely due to his um, uh, cold traffic. He has one offer that's done really, really well, and he was never able to really make another one, but he has that one offer that is incredibly well. But Jordan's a more reserved character, right? right. He's just not uh, going to be as boisterous as I am and, and leading in that same way. So I think there's nobody... A lot of them just aren't really marketers. They're content people. They're people who are passionate about helping people with their relationships and have learned marketing as opposed to being a marketer who has come into their niche and said, okay, I want to know what I can sell. And then I'm going to create products that are based on what I can sell instead of writing, here's what I really want people to know, right? Like it doesn't matter what you want people to know. It matters if people actually want to buy and have the emotional drive to actually buy. That's my theory on it. I could be wrong. No, that's really interesting. And one, one more question on that. Cause I know Justin has brought this up and I agree with him when it comes to him and I, it's like, we're both kind of marketers who have and entrepreneurs who happen to be really good at copywriting. And I probably yep. would, I think that's a fair assessment. I mean, I really do enjoy writing copy when I'm in the zone and when the muses are yeah, yeah, yeah. singing to me and all that. Do you consider yourself not like sweating your wrists while you're doing it? Yeah. When I'm not putting it off. Even literally even today, I woke up early to like write copy for this project, put it off for like two hours. And then finally for like an hour before this Rotabillion episode, I started doing it. And I'm like, this is so fun. Like, why did I just put it off for like two and a half, like doing all these other dumb things. Um, so that never goes away. Sometimes it's like, yeah. I write, I'll write the whole letter in two days, but I'll put it I'm, off for a month and a half. Right? I know. <laughs> so crazy. Um, but I, but I was curious, you know, are you, uh, do you consider yourself the same way? Do you feel like you're an entrepreneur or a marketer who happens to be really good at copy or do you consider yourself and your kind of core identity as a copywriter? That's part of your identity, not that you're quite neither, your neither, um, yeah. neither at this point, you know, um, several, again, for a while there, all of my self-esteem was built around being a great copywriter or quote unquote, the best copywriter, a world-class copywriter, et cetera. Partly that was mental illness stuff. Partly that was whatever. These days, I just think of myself as Chris Haddad, who happens to be pretty good at selling things online. Mm -hmm. And I'm more, and that's a better way to be, right? Yeah. Like that is a better way to be a human being. Um, I had the experience of going from uh, being at the very top or very close to the top to not. Yeah. And I had to learn how to adjust from being a big deal to a lot of people to, and I thought I disappeared. I was so surprised when I showed up again and people still knew who I was because I was like, I haven't done shit in years. Like what the fuck, man? Um, but I think of myself as, I think I'm primarily a writer, you know? Um, I've always been a writer, that's kind of what I did. And then I eventually figured out that I'm good at combining writing and the art aspect of it, the dramatics, the, I used to do playwriting, I used to do screenwriting, things like that. And combining that with sales, my dad was a pretty hardcore sales guy. He died a long time ago, but he was very, very good at it. Um, entrepreneurship, you know, years ago, I used to just have ideas all the time and I just wanted to create things all the time. And then for the last several years, I've kind of been just, uh, I'm not driven in the same way as I used to be. I didn't have any motivation at all for a long time, which was probably because I was dealing with some really personal stuff and it's slowly coming back. But I've never been one of those guys who thinks entrepreneurship will save the world. I think that's bullshit. Um, I think that's largely people who want to feel really good about making money. And you should feel good about making money, but don't think you're in direct marketing. You're not really like fucking like changing the world in a positive way, no matter how much you want to tell yourself you are. Um, I think I'm largely a writer and I, I happen to have learned how to make money off of that. Um, it's very, I, I can't imagine getting into a project where I wouldn't at least be involved in the copywriting or at least in the, the, the ideation and the brainstorming aspect of it. Cause that's my biggest assets. I think professionally are my uh, quick thinking and ideas. And then I can be pretty funny on podcasts if I need to. So yeah. a little charming too. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Amber put on the Facebook live that, you know, how charming you are and 
Uh, yeah. Charming Amber, you know, yeah. Um, I love that girl. She's like my I, sister. She's great. I know, yeah. whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Amber, if you're still watching, I saw your text about tacos this Saturday, but we're going to Vegas on tonight, so that's why I didn't respond about coming over for tacos. Um, but I love you, Amber. That's why. Um, I know. And I should just not go to Vegas. Let's talk more about okay. Amber, even though it's yeah. my episode. The, the Amber, yeah, no, no, she's, I know, I know. Um, dude, so yeah. All right, so I want to get to questions in a second. I, I mean, yeah, let's do it. Let's answer a couple. So the way it works is um, Ed will uh, pick questions. He'll kind of read them off a little bit. Then we'll let the person kind of come on live and, and ask a question, provide context. And we'll give insights. And like, you know, it's not, um, I think I, I told you it's like, I try to be really clear. Sometimes I have like a really good opinion that I think is really valid. And sometimes I'm like, Oh, you know, I don't know. Here's what I would do. But, um, yeah. it's not like we have all the answers of course, but it's fun to just be able to talk through and, and use our experience to, you know, provide unique insights to people. So with that, by the way, I know poor Ed Ray has been so quiet here Ed, we, we love you. Um, and, uh, time for you to, to unmute and come, uh, come say what up and then let's, uh, let's answer some questions. Can I scurry out of my my hiding cave now? Is that cool? I'm just surprised you're wearing a shirt, frankly. But uh, Dude, yeah, I wore a shirt before I came on the call. Can you believe that? That was a game changer. Yeah. Yeah, it, well, there you go. Well, hey, hold on. I'm not saying I am either, but Chris, <laughs> if you don't know, I'm like it's. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. The first call I ever have, like any day, I will not be wearing a shirt for the first three minutes, or I'll be putting sure. it up as I'm logging on the Zoom. Yeah. yeah, I don't wear clothes. I mean, I walk around the house. I, I work mostly naked most of the time, or actually. Dude, right? Yeah, yeah why not? What? Why would you watch? I, I need to. I need to have. I need to have my uh, testicles well ventilated to be able to write great copy. Dude, the boy so is free. It's a real secret here. Off, when you're working, you will make better copy. I promise you. Damn. That's the hot tip, right there. Damn, I didn't know. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. You guys are mm-hmm. funny though. It is interesting, real quick, because I like to dress. I mean, I'm a little more casual stepping today, but I actually like to dress nicely, even when I'm just at home, because I just feel like mm. when I I'm dressed nicer. I just feel more like, I don't know, motivated and stuff like that. So um, mm-hmm. I tend to do that. But you guys are on the other side of it where you're just not dressed at all. So that's kind I of hate, fun. I hate clothes. I hate wearing clothes. I hate the fact that we have to do that. Yeah, that's <laughs> so interesting. All right, that's just about it for today. Before we finish, though, let me share a little bit more about how you can stay in touch with me. I have a private email list where I share high-level tricks, strategies, and insights about copywriting, entrepreneurship, mindset, and more. In fact, often my podcasts are based on topics I first emailed out to my list weeks or even months earlier. So if you want to get brand new stuff from me every single day, go to stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. These emails are often upwards of a thousand words, and I send them every day. So make sure you really can commit to engaging with me on that level. But as long as you can, and you should, because I do drop a ton of value in these emails, go apply to join my list today. And again, the web address is stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. And in case you don't know how to spell my name, which is okay, it is S-T-E-F-A-N, Paul, and then my last name is georgi, G-E-O-R-G-I.com. So stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe, and I will see you in my email list.